Welcome back to Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm your host, Lizzie Jensen. From a new university president to developments regarding the Student Association and GW Police Department, the Hatchet sure stayed busy reporting GW and Foggy Bottom news this summer. In this week's episode, I'm going to fill you in on all the top stories you may have missed from over the summer break and give you a heads up on the developments we can expect from the biggest stories going into the fall. And to help me anticipate this fall's headlines, I'll be bringing on some of the Hatchet's editors who reported on these beats firsthand. First, I'm joined by academics editor Fiona Riley, who helped keep us up to date on all things presidential, as we said goodbye to former university president Mark Wrighton at the end of last semester, and welcomed university president Ellen Granberg. Hey Fiona, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Lizzie. So as students return to campus, they are welcoming GW's first ever female president, Ellen M. Granberg, whose term began in July. So Fiona, tell me, what stories can we expect to see as we follow President Granberg's first year of presidency at GW? Well, Lizzie, many students and faculty anticipate President Granberg may have to take on some of the issues right and left behind and some of the issues that were put on pause after former university president Thomas LeBlanc retired a long-term strategic plan for the school, which Granberg is expected to roll out. Some students and faculty are also concerned with the Board of Trustees' decision to arm some GW Police Department officers, especially faculty who are frustrated with the trustees for not including them on the decision, especially after in May 2022, they erected a set of shared governing principles that were meant to create a collaborative process between faculty, administration, and trustees when coming up with large university-wide policies like arming GWPD. Some faculty are alleging trustees aren't holding up to their end of the deal. So it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out, especially with Granberg taking the helm of the administration. Well, I certainly look forward to seeing how the story develops and what President Granberg's response will be. Thank you, Fiona. Across the country, it feels like the summer of unions. More workplaces are starting to unionize and some major industries went on strike, most recently with United Auto Workers striking against the big three automakers. But here at GW, unions have been in the news. The GW Textile Museum unanimously voted to unionize this week. School of Medicine and Health Sciences fellows and residents voted to unionize at GW Hospital, and nurses at GW Hospital unionized too. Here's Erica Filter, the Metro editor, who covered these critical moments in GW labor. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Happy to be here, Lizzie. Of course. So tell me, what changes can we expect to see in the fall within the GW Hospital now that some residents, fellows, and nurses have unionized? Will this have any effect on patients? Nurses said they most wanted to see the union advocate for improved nurse-to-patient ratios. Um, After GW Hospital nurses won the ability to unionize, they're now working on their first contract, which is set to include policies regarding wage increases and staffing concerns. This contract will have an effect on patients as increased staffing and better pay will influence patient safety. And how will you be following up on this story as union contract negotiations develop? Right now, we are keeping contact with nurses and union leaders who have recently implemented an assignment despite objection form, so nurses can document instances where they have felt unsafe in their working conditions. All right. Well, thanks again, Erica, for sharing this historical moment with us. So as previously mentioned, there have been significant developments with the arming of GWPD over the summer. I'm inviting contributing Metro editor Max Porter to share with us what we can expect from GWPD this fall as they move to arm higher up officers in the department. Hey Max, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Lizzie. So tell me, Max, GWPD has just armed their top two officers with handguns with plans to arm four more by the end of the month. 
What changes can we expect to see in the fall as more officers become armed? Well, Lizzie, for starters, GWPD Chief James Tate has announced a five-point implementation plan for arming GWPD. Uh, This plan states that it will only arm GWPD supervisors, that GWPD revised its use of force policy uh, by explicitly stating when deadly force is and is not allowed, and lays out training requirements for armed officers like de-escalation, implicit bias, and mental health response training. Right. And how do you plan to follow the developments of this story as GWPD continues to implement changes in campus safety procedures? Yeah, the university arming GWPD officers is one of the biggest GW stories in recent years. And you can be sure we will continue covering all new developments from seeing how students feel as more officers are armed uh, to covering any changes to armed officer policy. You can expect to see a lot of coverage of this massive change on campus in the future. Well, Max, that's all the questions that I have. Thanks again for your time. The Student Association remained busy over the summer as they approved new motions regarding G-World, affirmative action, and campus health within dining. Today, we are joined with student government editor Hannah Marr to talk about what we can expect this fall in terms of SA-related news. Thanks for having me, Lizzie. Thanks for being here, Hannah. So, what pressing issues will we likely see the essay address in the following months, and what changes can we expect? Yeah, so over the summer, we reported on the Student Association as they created groundbreaking changes with G-World use for students. SA members proposed ultimately allowing them mobile access to Gelman Library and the addition of G-World to mobile payment apps such as Apple Pay. We will observe the implementation of these changes this fall and monitor students' reactions to the new developments. And there are also concerns this fall among student organizations about the allocation of funds. How can we expect this story to develop? As always, we will attend every essay meeting and report on the developments in regards to budgets, funding, and any other pressing issues. We can expect negotiations and discussions surrounding funding and learn more about the policies of this year's essay president, Ariel Geismar. Thanks, Hannah. Anticipation was high this summer as students learned the new Revolutionaries moniker replaced the previous Colonials. To speak further on this topic, I'm joined by contributing student life editor Jennifer Igbanova. Hey Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. I'm excited to be here, Lizzie. Revolutionaries was announced to be the new GW moniker in late May, and students have had a mixed bag of reactions to this adjustment. Jennifer, what developments can we expect this fall as the word Revolutionaries becomes more integrated into campus culture? Well, Lizzie, students are feeling pretty room temp about the new moniker. We know that some students who are strongly in favor of the moniker change are pretty mixed about being the GW revolutionaries. Some feel less than satisfied about it and say it has similar connotations to the old moniker. Of course, some students still mourn the missed opportunity for the hippos as a moniker, considering it's been our unofficial mascot since 1996. And, of course, others were disappointed that Blue Fog was not selected, giving us popularity among students last year. However, we can anticipate that there may be a change in school spirit amongst students, as many hope that the new moniker will bring the students closer together. Yeah, I've already heard some students coining the new abbreviation GW Revs, so I'll be interested to see what new spirit and chance this moniker will bring to GW. Thanks, Jennifer. Well, that's all we have for this episode, and stay tuned to see how these stories develop this fall. We'll be back with more next week. (laughs) 